0: heaven? No. It's Iowa.
1: Ben, what happened? I thought we had a guest this week. What's going on?
0: Oh, I, I shot him. He's right over there. I shot him in his face. I said, don't shoot him. Oh, I got confused. I thought... I thought you didn't want me to take any pictures of him. I'm sorry. I, I didn't realize you didn't mean with the gun. You didn't want me to shoot him. I, I, I didn't have time to to mess with him. How could I do a podcast with you if if I'm busy tying that guy up? I shouldn't have left him with you. Yeah, it is your fault, man. You know you know what I do. That's what,
1: that's your bad. All right, we're talking Devil in a Blue Dress on the Pot of Dreams.
0: Woohoo! was a world of sunshine and shadows.
1: Hey Hey, how you doing, baby? Right. Junior. Take easy on upstairs.
0: Black and white. We got no work here. Sorry, My name's not Fella. My name is Ezekiel Rollins. So here you need a job What kind of work you do?
1: I'm just looking for somebody. Daphne Monet. The fiancee of Todd Carter. She's been gone two weeks. See, Daphne has a predilection for the company of Negroes.
0: He thought he knew how to play the game.
1: Have you all seen a white girl by the name of Dahlia? Delia? Something
0: like that? Her name is Daphne. You can't get none of that tonight. You know Until he stepped into a world. Why don't you tell me about your friend Daphne? Tell the woman ain't good enough for you no more, honey. Huh? Where there are no rules. Why are you arresting me? How what time did you leave a James house this morning? What is going on? She's not going to be waking up, Ezekiel
1: he's looking for a woman no one wants found
0: was there anyone with you a young lady named daphne monet perhaps the incumbent mayor the chief of police close personal friends of mine then they can help us find him. no they can't
1: and getting in deeper than he ever expected Uh this is daphne monet you're looking for me I don't know if I should think of you as a friend or as a private
0: dick. Surrounded by lies. You can't trust me, Mr. Rollins. I am the next mayor, and luckily for you, a friend of the Negro. Seduced by power. Yes, I get the cops to kill it by tomorrow morning. I'm going to jail.
1: Easy Rollins is searching. Not
0: very smart talking about Mr. Carter's
1: business. There's too much going on for me to give a damn about what you think is smart. For the truth. Who killed her?
0: I don't know. Don't lie to me! Start off my car, keep it hot, I'm coming out fast. Get her. Ah! No, no We going to the boat. Yeah, why do you scream, huh? From the Academy Award winning producers of Philadelphia and the Silence of the Lambs. Academy Award winner Denzel Washington Devil in a Blue Dress. A Carl Franklin film.
1: Welcome everybody to the Pot of Dreams, your favorite movie podcast. If you listen, we will pod. This is Ben and Eric talking. a 90s noir, neo noir. Is it? I, I oh, have I think questions you call it about neo noir.
0: What, we need a to get into that.
1: Yeah, there the was a the run of these there. movies
0: in the 90s for a while. Like we're going to recreate the noirs of the like 40s and 50s. But
1: and I'll just say full stop. I love every one of those movies. It's like a genre made for me. But anyways.
0: Uh, correct. I, I Yeah, I, I figure.
1: Yes, indeed. We're talking Devil and Blue... J- I picked this movie... Uh, I had never seen it before. It's one that just sort of slipped by me. I don't know how or why. Um, it's... I guess... We were, we were in the younger age. Uh, this movie came out in 95, so... I was 13, 14, you know, maybe wasn't heading out to as many rated R movies as I could. And this, it wasn't like a gigantic hit or anything. It's actually kind of interesting. If you compare this to LA confidential, a little bit of racism, maybe why this wasn't a big hit and LA confidential
0: was maybe, maybe. Yeah. Bad. I don't know. I mean, what was a Braveheart? was the movie that won the best picture that year. I'm trying to think of what else came out in 95. Um, uh, sure. That'd be, that'd be, that'd be fine. I mean, yeah, this is, I, I kept thinking of LA Confidential quite a lot when watching this movie.
1: Um I mean it just, didn't make even make its budget in box office. It cost twenty seven million and made twenty two. So yeah, I, I don't like have, I
0: mean, I wasn't plugged into the movie scene really in ninety five, but I yeah, I have no memory of this being mentioned or at all uh as a like. Whereas LA movie. Confidential
1: comes out in ninety seven, it uh had a budget of thirty five million and made a hundred and twenty six million. Yeah, so. it wasn't
0: LA Confidential was all over the place. I mean, Two years later,
1: it was a gigantic hit. Very similar setting. I think, you know, 50s for LA Confidential. This is in the, like, the late 40s. Yeah, 48. Yeah.
0: Very. Older world difference is
1: the color of the skin of the main actors in the movie, I think, is maybe a big difference. I mean, the plot's obviously different, but um, I don't know. Maybe a little bit of Hollywood racism there uh, as to why one movie so was Do you think a big hit.
0: those movies are.? Do you think this has ever been as good as LA confidential. Like it's as oh, worthy. Of I was going to get in
1: a hot take that I think this is maybe even better than LA. Okay, confidential. Interesting. Okay. But that gives away sort of how I felt about well, this. I, I could
0: tell again, you know, there's always a giveaway. I, I, I said, let's get into this movie before we, we started recording. Uh, there was no grimace. There's no twinge of pain on your face. There was a little giddy up to your step. <laughs> you but you had a little
1: story. Movie. So uh, I'm, I'm, this is actually what I'm most interested in talking about tonight is, uh, I had never seen it before when I introduced this movie last week. You said it was your first rated R experience, but you didn't have a whole lot of memories of it. Did this I, tri- did jar
0: anything loose watching it? Only two. I, first of all, i have totally forgotten the 40s setting. I, I don't know. I thought it was, I, I, I remembered it being modern times. Clearly, my memory is faulty. Um, only two things came back to me. And there, well, one was the scene where he's hitting the the marble with the hammer that I was like, Oh yeah, that that's visceral. It's like, Oh, it makes sense that that's what I remember. Cause I was him yelling and Denzel Washington is smashing this countertop with a hammer. It's like, Oh wow. And the other one was strangely, um, after he's driving, um, I try to think if he's driving to the cabin or I remember where he gets kind of attacked and he survives, but he he's driving and he kind of like nods off for a second. And I remember being confused, like, wait, is he falling asleep? What's going on? It's like a half second. I remember that sticking with me when I was younger. Uh, but otherwise, I almost completely blocked it out. And it's weird. because I had to watch it with my mom. I don't know why she picked this movie. I'm going to have to ask her Did why. Did she rent
1: it? Or like... Yeah, we rented it. We watched okay. it at home. It, was,
0: right. a, it was a VHS. Because um, a lot of stuff that I, I clearly didn't get at the time. I don't know how she explained it or if it just didn't sink or I blocked it out because it was too awkward. All possibilities. Like Uh, the
1: sex scene? Did she explain what was uh, happening there? Yes, the hitting the
0: spot. No, I didn't get any details about That's my spot. That's my spot. (laughs) You didn't ask, hey, Mom, what does she mean by it? Or the kitty, like the the mayor candidate with the, you know, child porn and the raping of children. I I don't like no memory of that.
1: that I was like, whoa, that really jumped out. I did not expect that as a plot twist in the movie. And
0: and I probably just didn't understand. My mom was probably spending most of the time trying to explain the plot, and I probably just didn't get it. Um, cause there's a lot that happens and it goes by for the class. The plot is not that complicated really, but at 11, I didn't really get everything that was going on. It's a little uh, confusing. I
1: actually wanted to kind of go through it because I don't know if I'm hundred percent clear on exactly what happened. I have a couple uh, of all these I like confidentials like that too. Every time I love it and I finish it, I'm like, wait, what happened? Like who, who did what? Like all of these noir movies that that's always my reaction to it, but.
0: Sure. They, they're which, kind of notorious know, for having complicated, weird plots. Yeah. That's part of the fun. There's one called the Big Sleep, which doesn't literally doesn't make sense and has gaping plot hole, but people love it just because the vibes and the setting, the feeling is really fun. Um, well,
1: like Chinatown is kind of one of those like, wait, so she's her sister and, and her cousin or something like father.
0: It's my father. That's yeah, my husband. Right. My father, my husband. Whatever. Yeah. Yes, as she's getting slapped by Jack Nicholson. Yeah. But then
1: also how that has anything to do with the whole water thing is also.
0: It doesn't. Uh, it's just, it's just more of the L. A. is just. Fucked up and incestuous and gross, basically. Underneath all the ghosts and glamour is a bunch of seedy nastiness.
1: According to this movie, super racist. So
0: Well, I that's Um, yeah, that's no shock. Um, that's
1: my favorite part about this movie was the end where it's like this and I think it doesn't didn't maybe didn't get enough credit for it at the time, but the whole idea of this like working class black neighborhood in Los Angeles and how like the policing and the city policies kind of like wipe that out, you know? Like there, there's he alludes to it a little bit. He's reading the paper, I think, at the end, and he, he's talking about new police policies or something like that. Um, you know, and then the mayoral race is like a obviously a big backdrop to this story. But like I, I find that like super interesting. You take this noir story about crime and about, I guess, finding a lost woman is really what it's about. Um, but then like I said, you mix in the child porn, the the sort of blackmailing and all that. But at the backdrop, there's this like idea of just black families trying to work and live in a suburban LA neighborhood. And that sort of all changing in the forties and fifties into segregation and all that. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I found that really interesting.
0: I, well, I agree. So the plot is, is mostly boilerplate to me. really like, it's fine. I don't, I don't hate it or have problems with it, but it doesn't excite me. I'm not like super invested. It's more the setting, the time, the place. I guess the way they, they build in just the subtle racial differences. This is California. So there's no, formal segregation right it's not a legal policy it's not like black people can't live here according to the code but there's a color line there's clearly different rules for people if they're black versus if they're white uh you know and it culminates of course with the the guy ultimately they can't have a nightclub
1: right like that's you know the nightclub's got to be hidden upstairs Uh, right and
0: they have to steal the booze they're basically still bootlegging even though booze is legal uh they all have to live in a certain yeah neighborhood they have to live separately um, yeah, you know, it's still like the racism runs rampant, even though hey, we're progressive California, but they're not really that progressive. The zoning policies are incredibly racist. Other people have written about. I
1: mean, oh yeah, that's I think what he's reading in the newspapers like zoning laws or something like that for black families. They're changing or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe, but no, no, that that's part of what works. Is you get all these great locales and culture that yeah, I don't think probably was seen on film very much before, certainly in the 90s and probably still isn't that much now but it was like you know they have hopping clubs despite the fact they're not supposed to have them they had swinging clubs they were having fun they were living life they were making a living um no and it's it, it, it's just it's palpable i don't know uh at the time the place and it dives into the tropes in a fun way I mean, you've got tom sizemore and his ridiculous like trench trend sizemore's
1: unbelievable in this movie oh, he's
0: a first-rate scuss back. it's pretty great
1: what does he, he say the one guy i want to see the inside of your brains or something like that like what the fuck insane he just yeah, comes in like completely on cocaine and yeah amazing yeah, stuff I tom, mean, all-time tom sizemore
0: yeah we're not so not the very first scene we meet him but like when he he's at the dock and he's like i don't even know what to make and i still don't know what to make of that scene. i mean he's just crazy really but He's got the gun on the guy from Des Moines, Iowa, or at least the woman is from Des Moines. The woman is from Des Moines. Nice from
1: du- I wanted to bring that up. Yep, she oh, was of from course. Des Moines, yeah. And he
0: like puts the gun on the guy and just like, suck his dick and is just like full on insane. And Denzel Washington is, of course. Well, he's going
1: to do it. He's really going to do it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just one of those just, just lunatics who just just likes messing with people deeply. That's I like, also
1: loved when he goes into easy Rawlings house and he takes out his whiskey and drinks it, and then he spits, he's like, God, that's some cheap
0: shit. <laughs> and he leaves like such a dickass thing to do. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, it is. No, he's, he's a great scuzzbag. Um, no, I mean, this is uh, the setting, the place, the ambiance, and also the performances are, are why this movie really works. And we, the plot goes along and it's fine, but it's, it's, it's those reasons why I, I loved watching this movie. Um, not so much what happens, but watching it happen is the fun part.
1: Yeah, I think Ebert, who gave it a positive review, said, "I like the movie without being caught up in it. I like the period, the tone, and look more than the story, which I never really cared too much about." So yeah, it's, it's a exactly what you it's, said. Yeah. It's
0: boilerplate noir. Noir, so which is fine. It's not that's not a problem. I don't care. I don't need but every. Like, I could
1: watch a movie like this, you know, once a week, and I'm would be sure, totally I... happy.
0: I know you could. I know you could. I was watching this. I was like, I'm glad Eric picked a movie to get. He needed a get-right movie after after the stuff you've been forced to trudge through. Needed to perk you up and watch a, a movie that's did. just right in you, and that's good. Yeah, we got that. Um, so I mean, let, let's dive into the plot a little bit. To me, it's pretty simple. I guess ultimately, it, it's it seems complicated in the way it's presented, but the gist is you got the. This- so yeah, Denzel
1: loses his job, and he's trying to. He needs money. Yes. And, and the he bartender because he
0: needs money. Yeah. He's desperate. And he goes along and then he's at some point, I don't know, half through the movie he's like, all right, I, I'm done just trying to get by. Like, I'm going to figure out what's going on. I'm going to figure out exactly who's doing what and why I'm being used. And so he ends up in unraveling this plot, which involves a mayoral race in which one of the mayors is a pedophile. The other mayor candidate has a woman that he loves who's technically black. Um, and that's his big bugaboo. They found pictures – it's like they're both trying to blackmail each other, one for having a wife who's – we're going to have a wife who's not not white, in quotes, and the other one is going to be a pedophile. And so they're trying to get those pictures. Mostly everybody's trying to get the pictures for various reasons.
1: Well, the, the woman, uh, Jennifer Beals, has the pictures, right? I don't know how – do we learn – she doesn't have them anymore. So, um, or she she knows where they were or knows where they she are. She knows that, like
0: that, that right? um what um, Daphne, the woman who's killed early on, who is that's, that's my right. spot. No, Daphne oh, yeah, she, is
1: Jennifer Beals.
0: Okay, got it. Okay. Yeah, she knew Cord- where it
1: was. Cordella, Cordella's the one that that she's the one that gets killed. Cordella? Cord-
0: okay. So Daphne um so so oh, gosh, I'm going to I'm going to mix up the names. Um but the uh, that's my spot. The guy. Uh, the one thing that the movie needed to make. Coretta. Was a, that's Coretta. Coretta. There we go, Coretta. So Coretta was the one who knew where it was. Coretta was supposed she to knew like where deliver- Daphne was. Daphne was, and she also knew where the letter was, and the letter was what really mattered. Um, right. um, Daphne wanted it because she figured if she could blackmail the other guy, then she could get married to the guy who's running for mayor. Um, Didn't mayor- she mail
1: it though? Didn't
0: was Daphne was supposed to mail do the delivery? Coretta oh, was doing right. deliveries. That's how she got involved. And she saw what was going on and she was she was trying to get a slice of the action, Coretta was. And then and ended up getting killed. And I, here's one of the two points that I'm not sure on. Who killed Coretta? Was it?
1: I assume Tom Sizemore.
0: Okay. No? No, you, Yeah, I, I think so. But then at some point there's, it's ambiguous. If the If the guy who runs the bar did it, he was supposed to just rough her up and he gets accused oh, of right. killing Oh right
1: yeah th- cuz he knew where she was you're right yeah he was
0: supposed to at least rough her up so his version was that he I, you know he just beat her up and didn't kill her and then Tom Sizemore found out didn't kill her. and killed and i i didn't know cuz it, it it it's not super important but the fact that that guy is killed if he murdered her do you feel a little less bad about him getting killed but if not his shooting is a little more of a bummer um but i didn't know it was seemed a little ambiguous to me i mean maybe deliberately so because he was pleading his innocence as he was driving to the cabin. He's like, I didn't kill – I don't know who told you that. I didn't kill her. It wasn't me.
1: Um, right, because what well, you're saying, later Don Cheadle kills him because he was laughing. That's, at, yes, the thing we did in, right. in the in the bit at the well, beginning. The Don Cheadle is – he's a, a psychopath in this movie too. Correct. Like, oh, correct. He's oh, correct. fucking rocker. He, oh, absolutely. I, I, my one complaint about this movie is there's not enough Don Cheadle, and, and I – I don't know if I missed it, but like he just sort of appears out of thin air in this movie. He, he just calls, just like shows up in house. He calls and leaves
0: a message. Um, so he lives in Houston, I think, or Dallas Houston, I think. Um, one of the big cities in Texas, and and apparently he and Don Cheadle, So Denzel Washington, and Don Cheadle, Don Cheadle was there, or God, Denzel Washington was there when Don Cheadle killed the guy. Easy was there,
1: right? There he there, he has a flashback to it or whatever, right? So there's my, my, here's my thought. Here's my thought is that. It was one of the books because this is based off a book series that there's like a whole book on Cheadle's character and and it's just like a slight reference to like their first adventure together. But in the movie, it's like he calls this dude and then Cheadle shows up just out of nowhere and is just in the movie. Then
0: he calls and leaves a message for his girl and then she he arrives. so, yeah, mean, but he just online. like literally just
1: appears into the movie like halfway through it. I mean, or maybe more than halfway through. Yeah, the movie. yeah, yeah.
0: He's introduced very late. I mean, we get a reference to him, but yeah, we don't we don't meet until it's towards the end of the second act. It's it's late. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, his performance is great. Uh, as written, I think I got enough of that character. I mean, he's a lunatic. I got that he's a lunatic. I didn't need him like, to kill more people. It's like Doc Holliday. He comes in as Doc Holiday kind of in the movie. I. That was sort nice. of. I, you know, I, I know we're, we're hitting Tombstone land for you, and, and you love that movie. I, I don't know. Isn't Doc Holliday a little little smart? He's crazy, but isn't he a little more smart? Doesn't he pick his battles a little better? Um, yeah, but
1: he's also a drunk and a degenerate.
0: Well, sure. And so is Don Cheadle in this movie. But yeah, it just he seems to not be as judicious about what's going on. He doesn't seem quite as plugged in. Um, but he's also crucial. Without without Don Cheadle, you know, Easy would have been dead. Denzel Washington character would have died twice, probably at least. Um, when the bootlegger shows up, and when they confront Tom Sizemore at the cabin, I, you know, I don't think without his buddy, he's gonna make it through that. Oh yeah. Encounter. Yeah. So um, he needs his lunatic friend. Um, but yeah, there. I was just it was just ambiguous to me about who actually killed her. Everybody else is Tom Sizemore, but her is like who 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 killed her? Was it that? Guy, I think Joplin or Joppy ran the bar. wasn't really sure. And I asked him, why Denzel Washington get fired. It feels like I. Well, I think fired. the guy says there's not
1: enough work for him, and then he's like, "Well, you don't say that to the to the white people. The you know the white dudes out here working." And then I think later doesn't someone say if you had just begged instead of saying that you would have hey, kept your job. Okay.
0: okay, I didn't get that. That and was he's a lie.
1: I'm not doing that anymore.
0: I, I, it was
1: it was a little racial, I think. No, prejudice. I figured it
0: was racist. I just didn't know if there was a little more specific, specifics. It was the begged line. I didn't really hear. It was like if he had said or done, I could, didn't hear it first t- when I watched it. Why? What he could have done differently to keep his job? But th- those are the two points. Otherwise, I mean, I think it all makes sense ultimately. And I guess Daphne drives away because she's scared. Why does she drive away from the scene with the guy who's dead? You know, when he's trying to deliver the letter or Delilah would.
1: Yeah, I don't fear her
0: life. I don't, yeah. She just takes off, and it makes it seem like she's she. You mean in the end No, of the in movie? the middle. Like he meets her in the bar, or in the hotel, and she's like, "Can you drive me to, um, you know, Todd Carter, the mayor, the guy who's running for mayor's house?" He's like, "Why don't you drive yourself, or he can come pick you up?" He's like, "Well, I I need you to take me somewhere else first. And need we need to make a stop along the way." And they pull into somebody's house, and they find the dead guy. Um, who had the letters at one point. Just, you you And then she right. peels away as he's looking at the dead body. Well, I was confused that that scene is like, whose car did she take?
1: Like, I, th- I thought at first, like, oh, shit, now Denzel's going to have to walk. But she must have had a car there. That's where her car oh, was. I was
0: confused I was confused by that, car, I was so too. Nice they didn't have to walk, and they just didn't show it because they just don't want to show him walking. But... Uh,
1: no, he then drove to his house, because the movie only, t- I think, takes place over the course of, like, one full night and then into, like, the next day, or maybe two full days. It's, like, one night into the next day, and then the next night. Because he, he pulls up to his house after driving home, and it's, like, daylight. And that's when the cops uh, cost him, like, where were you last night? Were you at this guy's house? And he said, you know, he was with Coretta, and then We get
0: three nights. Home. Yes, you're right. It's three nights. And that's when they yes, take you're him right. in. Um... First night where he goes to the, the club and uh, has sex with Cornelia or whatever. And then next night is he, he goes and meets the woman um, and drives back during daylight. And then the next night is when he confronts him at the cabin. But yes. No, I think
1: it's that morning. He leaves Coretta's house. Doesn't he leave her house because they're all sleeping? And then goes to where Daphne was and meets That's the her next like, night. That's that the, later that night. It is because he has the conversation so. with Tom Sizemore. I mean, it doesn't matter.
0: Before that, he's like, meet me at this pier, and that's at night, and that's after he's gone to the club and gotten the fake information about where the guy okay. is, and then he I, he,
1: I just remember thinking at some point, he's like, man, that's a oh, long sure, night, because sure. He, he's got to be, he does drive home, he's and he's got to be really strung up. out, because
0: yeah. he's like hung over, and has gotten no sleep over, he probably doesn't look haggard enough, really, given that he's like, probably had two days straight, where he's almost not slept right. at all, um, and he keeps getting like, hit on the head, and like, fighting people, and, you know, almost killed, but yeah, I mean, I think it's three nights, but it doesn't matter. yet. Yeah, it's quick. Um, how often that happens, but um, no, it doesn't really matter. I mean, it's it's such a you know from the cars and the music and just the way it looks, it's just always amazing how sometimes Hollywood can at least and I don't know that it's historically accurate, but it, it can really create the vibes of a different era. It feels yeah, yeah, like exactly. it, is. it feels like it definitely feels right.
1: And and I was thinking too, like if the, like wh- why don't they make movies like this now? And if they did, it would all be CGI and it would look like shit. It wouldn't look real Correct. at all. CGI, and, CGI. And sucks. that's what frustrates me watching yeah. this. The, the opening sequence where he's just like walking through the street and there's cars coming and everybody's like, hey, Zeke or whatever, or Easy or whatever his name is. Ezekiel, Ezekiel right? So they him call yep. That's right. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that looks so accurate to the time. Like super LA noir is what I was, the vibes I got. And like, man, if they made this now, it would just look like trash
0: yeah that's true what did you ever play the video game la Noir? no i never did i've heard about it but no i okay. never played did you Was it fun it's great seems oh, like, yeah, well, it's like it. a game made just of, for you
1: one of my favorite games of all okay. time it was super glitchy though oh. that was one of the problems is like one of those early like the technology didn't match the ambition like yeah and so it was really glitchy.
0: But Like a lot of those Fallout games have that problem. I haven't played any of those either, but they could be really glitchy and you try to do a really big, expansive game and there's just, it's going to be a lot of bugs that just didn't get worked out. Um, no, I, I haven't seen it, but no, it's it's you're right, we live in an age of, of CGI awfulness and we're going to enter in an AI world of awfulness soon enough. I mean, God bless the writer strike trying to fight it, but but it's just gonna be you're gonna sign off your likeness, and then they'll just be able to make movies with your gross pretend face as an actor it'll forever. It'll look stupid. It'll look yeah. bad, and then it'll start and to look be bad, but it'll be cheap. So Correct. it'll be like yeah, it'll be ah, very it's cheap. Cheap. It'll take yeah. nothing. Correct. Yeah. Yep. That's that's where we're headed. No, this is definitely a man. They don't make them like they used to. Kind of movie where you're like, oh man, this is took a lot of time and planning, and they had to pick the exact right locales, and they had to set everything up and find all the cars. And they had to be very precise with where they shoot, because if they get the wrong shot, the skyline will be screwed up, or a building won't look right. You know, they get, like, a modern McDonald's in there, or whatever, you know, like, they got to be just really precise. And it's you, know, you it know, great. You
1: know who did that really well? Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino,
0: and, yes. Once but he, he got one big detail wrong, but that's okay. He got one thing oh, that wasn't oh. historically accurate. There's one one big detail <laughs> that was just to- totally, like, made up and, and unreal, but... I think what you're saying, yes, a lot of fidelity. It's great. He did a great job. Quentin is a great filmmaker. Are you sad that he's only going to make one more movie as, a, as an aside? I am.
1: I saw, actually, I read a quote today from Samuel Jackson who was like something like, I, I hope he still thinks of me as one of his muses and is willing to write a, a black character in his movie this time because I think he was like, what and you made up this whole thing about, the Manson's you can't have one black character in this movie, and he's got, kind of got a point. I mean, correct. He didn't actually care
0: about making things accurate in the end.
1: I mean, That's why? Right. If Samuel Jackson is sitting there
0: and is like, "Dude,
1: I will be in any movie you make. You don't you write a role for like, Samuel Jackson? Like, just do it. Like, what is wrong with you? Do you think
0: yeah, a guy that has been crucial to a good chunk of your movies? I mean. You can't imagine Pulp Fiction without Samuel Jackson. I can't imagine um, Jackie, Jackie Brown. Brown. Yeah, without it, I can't imagine Hateful Eight. But that—that's just one of Tarantino's probably worst two or three movies. Um, but yeah, no, it's he's, he was definitely a huge part of Quentin uh, Tarantino's coming of age as a filmmaker. But yeah, whatever. Um,
1: actually, now that I think of it, Samuel Jackson would have been great in this movie. Well, fun, find fun. some way to put him in this movie; he would have been amazing.
0: Sure. There, there were a lot of uh, great black parts in this movie. Um, that's pretty much all it was, and then just a lot of uh, shitty white characters mostly. Um,
1: so, I, I mean, we've, we did L.A. Confidential on this podcast. Do you have a favorite between the two, or is L.A. Confidential just, like, far and away better than this that no, you No, see, this
0: is – I like different things from them. So, I, to me, like, if you're really wanting me to, to parse this, I actually like the writing better in L.A. Confidential. Like, in terms of the script and the themes, um, I, I like it a little bit better. But in terms of of acting and ambiance and setting, I like this one better and just general vibes. Uh, this I really liked. I mean, the one thing about this movie is I wish they would have steered into Denzel Washington Easy's moral ambiguity a little bit more. Um, he, he's pretty much unquestionably a hero in terms of like how it's structured the film and the ending, but there are a couple of things where it's like, okay, maybe he's not totally great. Well, first of all, he has sex with his buddy's girlfriend while he's in the other room, and he never tells his buddy about it, and he lets his friend believe that his girlfriend wouldn't cheat on him, falsely, obviously. After she dies, Correct. after she's murdered because later of that him night. indirectly. Yeah. Well, sort of. She might have gotten snuffed either way, but yeah, it doesn't give a... So there's that that's really kind of... Well, curious. One he, look. he
1: he's the reason that they made the connection, right? Between Coretta and Daphne is totally yeah, because yeah, of maybe, Denzel. It, yeah,
0: you could be right. It absolutely could be his fault. So there's that. And then, then the bar owner. Um, I mean, if he didn't kill Coretta, then because he brought his crazy friend on, that guy's dead.
1: Yeah, well, Cheadle did that. that he he was clearly but, like, what but, are you doing? I,
0: but he's totally right. Yeah.
1: It's like why would you shoot? I told Washington you not to shoot him. Well, I didn't shoot him? Don I what <laughs> character is.
0: He knows who he is though. He is morally culpable at least a little bit because Don't really right. You left him with me. You know who the guy am. I kill people. You know that. This isn't a mystery. Denzel Washington yeah, character If you didn't swam. want him dead, you shouldn't have left him with me. So he's a little bit responsible. Um I could have let him go or do something, but like so and he's a little bit like, hey, if you've got a friend that's a lunatic, are you responsible? He has a little bit of that questioning, but in the end, it's undoubtedly like, I'm happy. I'm paying my mortgage. Well, yeah, that, he was America. also
1: trying to get paid. I mean, that was part of his whole thing. Is of like, course, I, of course. I, I'm gonna milk these people. Like, like when that, he talks to fine. the guy, the the mayor candidate who he dropped out, right? But then Todd Carter, because, I think. yeah, yeah, um, he was like, wow, thousand dollars or whatever. Sure, and, that's fine. So he was I, negotiating I, this, like he was trying to make money.
0: I, I don't care about him making money off of rich white dudes. That's fine. That, that's not morally ambiguous uh, it, in any context, really. It's the... He, like, well, he's supposed and he's to be like a war
1: hero, too. Like, I mean, come on now. Like, he's supposed to be a hero. You don't want him to be a hero? You want him to be like a bad guy?
0: Well, as the script you know, as the script is written, he's not unquestionably a hero. To me, there is some moral ambiguity there. There's a little contrast. We see him, again, cheat on his buddy's girlfriend. Maybe lead to her death. And caused the death of another character. And what's more, I kept thinking, like, so the mayor candidate ties up all the stuff with the police. The cops leave him alone. That's great. Um, that makes sense. But he went into the bar and held a gun on the bar owner's head in front of everybody. And they all know who he is. They know who he is. He he was a regular at that bar. He wasn't, like, just some random person. Yeah. He pulls the guy out there, and that guy ends up dead or missing. Are there going to be some people who are like, hmm, okay. You help yeah, that guy out to a gun. We don't easy know what happened. You might need to
1: hang out at a different bar, maybe. <laughs> or like or no. people are
0: going to think you killed that guy. You are a piece of shit. Um, so uh, to me, there's it's there in the in the scripts. I mean, get rid of the cheating and get rid of the him getting that guy killed, who maybe wasn't deserving of, murder, of being killed. And it'd be a little easier to say, oh yes, he's just a unquestionably great guy. But what I liked at the end was like. Uh, obviously there weren't any sequels to this, but we set the stage like, okay, he's now going to be a private detective and like more movies of this would have been great. I would have loved a sequel to this. You could have done whatever yeah. you wanted at that point. Like you set up his character. You don't have to really continue any other storyline. You can have him do anything. I mean, They could do it
1: now. They could make it one that's now. True. Like
0: that's true. He's just in older the 70s and, and in
1: reference the stuff he's done. You know, you could just, you know, all the years of being a private detective and like, he could be
0: retired now, and they are like, who
1: do we yeah. got? We got to get easy. He's the only one who can figure this out. Be great, sure. absolutely sure. Be great.
0: Um, and it made me think of Shaft. Have you ever seen the movie Shaft? Uh, the
1: original, not the yeah. Samuel Jackson. No, I have not.
0: Not the Samuel Jackson remake. The original uh, with Richard Retrie. Um, it made me think of that too, because uh, that character is a private detective, and he's he's he works with the cops begrudgingly, but he doesn't work with gangs. He's this kind of independent, tough guy. Who figures shit out and toes the line? And I was like, oh yeah, this guy could, you know, become Shaft in 20 years, like because it's that 1940 Shaft is 1970. I uh, made me think of that, and I we, we should watch Shaft or or some movie of the the 70s black exploitation era stuff because there's some really yeah. great stuff there.
1: That's I of um, gaps. I, I watched Trouble Man. Is that you ever heard of that one? No, I've not. Uh, watch a bit of that. Um, but Superfly is great.
0: Um. There, there are a bunch of as much that I haven't seen. I mean, it's I mean, like I'm the only
1: Dolomite own. movies. I haven't seen any oh, yeah, of I haven't those. Seen
0: those. Those are like fun because they're so bad, I think, but, um, okay. some of them are more traditionally like, oh, this is just a solid action movie with a great, like early seventies soundtrack. Um, I don't even think of that. No, I mean, I, I liked that, but it, I was just thinking like, wait, is he that much of a hero? I'm glad he got paid. Great. He got to the bottom of this. The The pedophile isn't going to be mayor. That's good um but he might have got a couple of people killed and he kind of used his buddy in this process for his own selfish game his buddy who was very much not rich um but that's all i mean that's not like a major qualm or anything it's just a little bit But of, like uh carl
1: franklin it seems like he's done he's the director of this movie done like mostly yeah. tv recently um, the- he did a movie called One False Move before this. I've never seen that. It has Bill Paxton in it.
0: Okay.
1: Apparently, that's written by Billy Bob Thornton, which is funny. That's uh, weird, he yeah. did a movie called Out of Time, which is like an action movie with Denzel Washington. But that's oh. really it. And then he's just done a bunch of TV. That's weird. Like, yeah, I think this was he's a good director, Why, yeah. yeah. Why would he
0: only do... I mean, what TV series did he did he do? Like,
1: he's done episodes of House of Cards. Oh, okay. Um, you know, all sorts like. You could probably go through the whole list of weird things he's directed, but um, let's see here: Ma- uh, Mindhunter,
0: a lot Ray crime Donovan, stuff. yeah, okay. The
1: Leftovers, Okay, The Fair, Homeland. Just like, he seems like he's just like working, you know, as a hired hired but- di- director, yeah.
0: But yeah, why wouldn't he get other A couple know, episodes
1: like, here and there of these different shows? I guess if the
0: movies don't make money, that's all studios care about. It yeah, this was a
1: bomb. I mean, this is like a. Big it doesn't bomb. matter if
0: people liked it. I guess that's the biggest problem. You didn't, you didn't make money. They're gonna look for a reason to say no thanks, sorry, no more directing gigs for you.
1: He did a movie called One True Thing after Devil in a Blue Dress, which has like Meryl Streep and Renee Zellweger in
0: it. Well, that sounds legit. Okay.
1: Yeah, it seems like a, a career woman reassesses her parents' lives after she's forced to care for her cancer-stricken mother. Uh, real heartwarming film. It sounds like. Um, oh, that's
0: a that's a that's a gear shift.
1: Uh, yeah. So, just kind of maybe couldn't get hired. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, I think this movie's really well made.
0: No, I uh, that's no no problem with the direction really. Um, yeah, it looks great. Um, I guess it could have been a, a – yeah, no, that's not even a – I mean, it, it does what the story needs to do. I guess it's not super flashy. It's not like Brian De Palma extravagance or anything, but it's like it, – it's very functional. I don't know. there's The direction never gets in the way of the story.
1: Well, how do, how does this compare to like the Humphrey Bogart noir movies? Do you think – I mean, those obviously have a special place in our like cinema history because they were like such a big deal. But, I mean, those movies aren't all that – I love them. I just love the vibes. I love a detective and a plot twist here and there. Like, I, I love those kind of movies. But, like, why is it that in the 40s those were giant and then they kind of disappeared? And they there's a – like, I pulled up a list, best neo-noirs from the 90s. Like, it has seven is the best one. Is that yeah, – would sure. you consider that a neo-noir? Sure. Uh, vaguely
0: that's close enough i don't i mean that's fine let's just include it king of
1: new york i love that movie i've never seen it uh christopher walken's insane no, sure sure fargo
0: fargo's no, I, like a I, noir sort
1: Definitely.
0: of yeah sort of th- this th- those are less those are more more different i mean this Ma- this is like classical noir like this is set in yeah. la set in 48 it hits all the tropes you even get the like right what's over i knew i shouldn't have taken that job right at right. the beginning I knew my instincts were screaming to stop, but I needed money. You know, even get that right at the front end. Um, the, and the Fargo's grifters.
1: Never seen the grifters. Lost Highway. I've never seen that either.
0: Uh, you would hate Lost Highway. Lost Highway is um, David Lynch, and it's insane. We've it's never a done a Lynch
1: movie. Um, it doesn't. They
0: don't make any sense. I that, just can't imagine you liking them. And they're just. They don't make any sense.
1: Number but. six is Devil in a Blue Dress, which is what okay. we did. And then it, Deep Cover, Basic Instinct, L.A. Confidential, and Memento. So, like, those are great movies. So, what – is it Neo just because it's, like, new? It's, like, a new version of it? Is that
0: why it's a neo I think that's neo-noir? just something they do. I think it, it's a label people – well, there's probably a whole bunch of – it's like, okay, noirs were done for a long time. Like, they were really popular in the late 40s, which – some say it's like people were really cynical in post-war America about things and suspicious and not trustworthy and then communism. And so everybody's just kind of paranoid and those seem to land more um, after the glitz and the glamour of like the thirties. But um, I think it's just like, Hey, we haven't done wars and then people bring them back. Um, they come back. And so now we're calling them neon wars because they seem to kind of fit. Got the crime. Got a protagonist who's flawed. I don't know. I don't know. Some of those are, are but do you really think of Fargo as a noir film?
1: Yeah, I mean it's a crime movie. If any crime movie makes it noir, I, you know. Then yeah, but that's that's too, de- yeah, that's too
0: broad of a that's too broad of a definition. I, I think, think Big Lebowski
1: crime. is more noirish than.
0: I, I thought of Big Lebowski a lot watching Fargo. this movie too. Yeah. Um this would be like it's in L.A.
1: He's he's gets sort of caught in the middle of these sort of people keep showing up a, at a his crime. house and yeah. fucking
0: with him. Although it's like instead of an idiot as the protagonist, you actually have a smart, capable person. You know, like that's the biggest difference. Lebowski who doesn't know anything that's going on versus, you know.
1: But yeah, there's he, money. He's trying to find the money, exchange the money. Like there's there's it's power, right? Like
0: the, Blackmail yeah. and pictures right. and all these parties involved. Kidnapping. And he just wants to sit at his house. He wants Yeah, just Yeah, he just wants to sit at his house, whiskey. Yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, just at his house sipping whiskey. That's all he wants. Um, but he's he's got to get a little more active and know what's going on a little better um, first. No, I I, yeah, I thought about those... I thought about L.A. Confidential and Big Lebowski more than any other movies when I was watching this, actually. I was like, this is this is the non-comic, smart protagonist version of Big Lebowski. Like, this guy... The, his ending, like... Big Lebowski, does it end with... uh Does he go bowling? How, what has Lebowski end? Is it bowling, or is he at his apartment? Yeah. He's, he's like, boring. he just wants to bowl, and... Denzel Washington, he just wants to sit with his friend at his house. He just likes pulling up to his house and saying, this is my house, and no one is his.
1: What was with the guy trying to cut down the trees? I, that made no sense to me. What the fuck was that? I was so confused by that. Like, is that yeah, a thing too. people try to cut? Because like, he's like, yeah, I'm trying to cut my trees down. Like, Why is this dude just cutting people's trees down? I don't understand it.
0: I have no idea. I mean, he clearly had mental health issues, I think, and everybody just... Tolerated well, what's
1: the his point weirdness? of
0: that. Like Yeah, there's probably something going on there that oh, I just we just didn't I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't get what his deal was. I don't know what he's trying to do. But yeah, that that was true. That didn't make any sense to me. I, I have no explanation.
1: Yeah, I love <laughs> like he's you know, he's he owned his own home, he got a mortgage like like all yeah. the white folks, you know. Like I love that aspect of his character, you know.
0: Yeah, that, that was, just that was the yep, that's
1: it it also That's- the also the unbel- so Denzel at that time so 95 he's probably what like 40 maybe 35 so he's like i don't I, I don't think he's young enough for the role in this movie because like why would Denzel why would that guy be single owning his own house at his age like it's a little weird i don't know I oh, well, would he have been came back from if he was, the, like, 25. I suppose, yeah, he was in France. He, he was, in France, the, war, he was at the war, so, yeah. right. So I, That's you know, true, that makes sense, people, actually.
0: He's, like, didn't want the commitment he was younger, and he's like, I, I'm yeah, going I'm going to die. Yeah,
1: at Normandy or whatever, you know, and fought in World War II for ten years, five years or whatever it was. Yeah, so. well, yeah,
0: well, ten years, he's really gotten the war early, but yes. Sure. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I didn't find it that implausible, and I, I think it's clear they also didn't want to deal with the implications of having, like, a... A wife and kid at home, like that would have changed the scenes. But quite he didn't a bit. have a
1: girlfriend or anything, like no, but he, no attachments. He really? got
0: some apparently on the regular. I don't know. Um,
1: yeah, because he's at the bar and like everybody knows him and is like, oh, yeah, he's out and about, yeah,
0: yeah. I don't know. I I just think that the story is like, yeah, we don't want to deal with with that. I mean, he's got to be and. Where would it's you, very noirist to have like a, a a family. That's usually not that's a noir true. trope. You usually, have a like a, a jaded single guy is usually who it is. Um, what do you think? Of like Where would you of rank
1: that. Denzel as as an actor? You think do you think he's a all time great? He's like a Hall of Fame actor, uh, right? Sure,
0: sure, yes. What well, is that? I mean, what well, should I say? He sucks. I don't What's know, our first
1: just, Denzel Washington movie that we've done? I think
0: he's right? clearly excellent. I mean, I mean, he makes a lot of this movie work, and a lot of it is him. Again, it's it's not the writing that made me super interested in what was happening. It was his performance and his charisma that that carried it a lot. Um, You know, he (laughs) – when he starts getting mad and, uh, you know, that that worked. Like all the scenes work. When he's trying to get the guy mad, what is it, Johnny Green or whatever his name is, Is like, I need to talk to Johnny Green. You know who that is. I I, I need to have a word with it. Like that works. When he's angry and smashing a bar with a hammer, it works. He, he can make yeah. the little bits of, of emotional nuance that, that creep in. There's not a ton here, but a spot here and there, a look. He, he, no, he's very good. I,
1: so his his yes, 1990s. Well, I'll skip. So have you seen Ricochet? That movie is fucking bonkers. I've but, never uh,
0: seen Ricochet, no.
1: Um, so for Malcolm X in 92, he does much to do about nothing. I've never seen that. Apparently that's good. Pelican the Shakespeare Brief. movie? Yeah. So, so from '93, Pelican Brief, Philadelphia, Crimson Tide, Virtuosity, Devil in a Blue Dress, like that's hmm. from '93 to '95. Like that, those are some pretty, pretty stellar movies. Wins an Oscar in there, right? For no, he didn't win for Philadelphia, right? No, he, he won, won for didn't he Glory. Win Glory
0: in like '89, yeah. and, and then, then he won Training win. Day, and then Fences. Did I get it right? Did he not win? I don't for think fences? he won
1: for Fences. Okay, I think he's only got the one Oscar.
0: Didn't he win for both glory and
1: one best uh, yeah, supporting, supporting and a, then
0: actor? Yeah. Got it. Okay. okay. Yeah. And I don't
1: know. Like I, I, like I said, I think maybe Samuel Jackson could have done this, but there's not a lot of, there weren't a lot of actors like that in the mid nineties that could carry this kind of role.
0: No, I mean he was. It was I mean, black
1: actors. There weren't a lot of black male actors. He was the black like lead yeah. for
0: a couple of decades, basically. And he still is. I mean, I've not seen the Equalizer movies, but I'm sure they're eminently watchable. Have you seen any of those? There's at least two of them. Uh,
1: I've seen the first one. The first one's pretty good. Yeah, he yeah, just I mean, fucks it guys fine. up over and over again. Yeah. sure.
0: I'm sure it seems like standard action fare. Just fine. like John like, Wick. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah he's a tough guy, beats up shitty people. I'm sure. I'm. He's fun to watch in it and makes an otherwise kind of bland movie work um no he's he's great I don't know i mean, training day is incredible he's got a lot of a lot of different kinds of roles too he 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 sometimes plays characters that aren't great um defenses is one where he plays a guy who's kind of shitty and he doesn't always do the same he does always
1: kind of play himself though. He, he, that's my one complaint about no, He doesn't
0: transform he's, enough, you don't
1: think? Yeah, like George Clooney. Like George, I like George Clooney a lot, but he's always George Clooney,
0: you know. I th- I think Denzel Washington's better than George Clooney, but I see yeah. what you're saying. Oh yeah,
1: he's a better actor than George Clooney for sure. Like like uh, what's Flight? Is that yeah, Flight? He's oh yeah, he's a different kind of guy, and he's a piece of shit, you know. He's a drunk and
0: oh yeah, whatnot. He ends up in jail at the end of the movie. Um, yeah, I mean, see, George Clooney is like one note. Like to me, he's always one note. And see. Jensen Archer might be playing himself, but he's got this big range of himself, different versions of himself yeah. if you want. Like he can go all over. George Clooney's like, "Hi, I'm handsome George Clooney."
1: Michael Clayton George Clooney's kind of different. That's probably his best performance, but okay. I don't I, know. I, uh I don't yeah, I guess I don't have a whole lot else to say about Devlin and Blue Dress. Highly recommend it if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's on Amazon Prime. Re- yeah, really like it.
0: It's not boring at all. It's fun. It's exciting. Looks great. The plot's a little, do you have
1: a a rating that you'd like to give
0: to this movie? I guess probably like four and a half. I, I just can't give it the extra half star because it didn't didn't take me to the absolute moon, I guess, but I mean it flew by. I I enjoyed every step of the way. Um and yeah, the fact that the plot was just eh, it's fine. Like we hit all the beats. Like we're gonna do and we're gonna do a noir, but and we're set in the forties. Star Black Hacker, we're gonna cover the Black L.A. in 1948, good stuff. Uh, are you five stars, I assume? Yeah, I think it's
1: five stars for me. I, I, I'm sort of with you. It's like it's either four and a half or five. The more we've talked about it, I'm thinking maybe it's more four and a half. But I also think like I was like L.A. Confidential, five star. Absolutely. And I don't know why that is and this isn't. Um,
0: yeah, and I don't know if I gave that five or four and a half. It was one or the I, other. But There's maybe
1: the action – is not that great in this movie. Although the fight scene with Tom Sizemore in the cabin is kind of cool. The shootout they have is kind of interesting, but there's not a lot of like action really.
0: No, very, um, very little action. No, very. Yeah. Little. Um, I, I mean, I, I liked the fight with the guy that tries to kill him at his house. That was like the best sequence. I mean, it felt yeah. like people yes, actually so. fighting. Like, yeah, it wasn't like an action movie. It wasn't a Kung Fu movie. This was like two dudes struggling and scrambling to try to murder the other one. Yeah, um, in a way that felt very real. I mean, and then the shootout at the cabin was fine. It, it it was okay. I didn't it didn't stand out to me as great or anything. It's just he shoots through the window. I'm kind of like, what's your technique here? But, but yeah, I, didn't I like
1: the the aspect that this is about a like place that is rarely in movies, you know, and oh, yeah. about there people are. that are rarely in movies and that time period that isn't talked about much, and the sort of changes that would happen later on, you know, with with black the black cult community in Los Angeles. So yeah, I don't know. I five star,
0: I guess for me. Sure. That's excellent. Makes sense. Very, very good movie. Um, A lot of, a lot of ways to make a connection. Eric, how do you, yeah. how do you get to feel the dreams from this one?
1: Bill, he will come. So I started with his name is Terry Kinney and he plays the, mayoral candidate who's trying to find daphne um i can't remember what his name in the movie is but he has like one of those faces like he's been in a bunch of stuff you've seen him i know him from uh the show billions on showtime he's like uh the hedge fund guys like fixer i don't know he's in a, he's in a bunch of episodes uh he's also in a movie called the firm uh lawyer movie you ever seen the firm
0: but uh tom cruise right
1: yeah Oh, yeah, I've seen it. Um, uh, Janine Triplehorn is in that. Uh, She's like an all-timer for me in the 90s. Boy, she was in a lot of great stuff, and she was really great. Uh, Waterworld, have you ever seen Waterworld? Oh, I have, a long time ago. Yes, I've seen it. But uh, she's in a movie, Basic Instinct. You ever seen that movie? No, oh, let's boy, see that's you, what I, that
0: I ch- need I've never seen it. I know, I know the famous beaver shot. That in the movie changed but that's
1: a- me. Holy shit! Oh
0: well, it sounds uh, like an awakening movie for you.
1: It definitely was. Yeah. Okay. Congrats. Uh, Wayne Knight is in. Um, Basic Instinct. He's actually in the scene where she uncrosses her legs. He's the one kind of leaning over, trying to sneak a peek. Okay. Newman from Seinfeld.
0: Uh, sure, I know. And in. From Jurassic Park. Nedry in Jurassic Park. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Nedry. I'm going to go get some salt. I need some salt. I have a lot of sugar. I need some salt. We got Dots
1: in here. We got got Dots in here. See, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Uh, Yeah, and he's in JFK with uh, Kevin Costner.
0: Uh, You're all extinct. Um, All right. Awesome, awesome. All right. So I want the guy named Albert Hall, who has a side role as one of – Denzel Washington's friends. I, I don't even remember what else he does. I think he's just in a bar scene. But um, Albert Hall plays Odell, and Albert Hall is the manager of the Cubs in Rookie of the Year. Have you ever seen Rookie of the Year, Eric? Mm, is that where the
1: kid breaks his arm and then he can and throw really can, fast?
0: Yes, yes, he becomes a pitcher for the Chicago Cubs. I don't
1: think I've ever watched it, no.
0: I have spent many times considering watching it for this podcast i, I didn't i you know I, i'm not doing it t- today i figured you've had too much of a rough run um but sometime i wonder if it's an early 90s sports movie. i hate it was, no i wouldn't hate it but i you'd be like this is a kid's movie and this is dumb and childish so you know not for wasn't there it's, one it's a in that
1: time where, where a kid he became
0: the manager of the twins yeah that's a little big league yep oh, okay. his his uh his like grandfather is like the owner or something and his grandfather dies, and he gets to manage the twins. Yep, we could do that one sometime too. Um, I remember liking that. Yeah, What's Jack. With kids
1: being in professional baseball? Is they just thought that worked, or yeah, was
0: that was it a phase in the early nineties? I don't know. And early mid nineties, with like kids like sports, they like to imagine themselves as pro athletes. Let's just lean into that like fantasy for sure. kids and make money. Um, I don't know, but um, a lot of people in Rookie of the Year. Um, I'm going with Daniel Stern who uh, you'll know him as uh, Marv in the Harry or er, uh, the, yep, the Home Alone movies. Um, he's one of those comedic actors that he's a big reason why I think Rookie of the Year is actually funny. At least I used to. It's been a long time since I've seen it. He plays out like a trainer or something like that. He has this crazy, uh, his, his physical regime. Some people like ice. Some people like heat for their muscles afterwards. His, his technique is hot ice. That it's it's so stupid. It doesn't make any sense. But anyway, not um, icy hot. <laughs> no, it, right. It is icy hot. I think somebody at some point points that out to him, and then he's like flabbergasted that icy hot's a real thing. Um, so he's just kind of an idiot in that movie. But he's the lead in a movie called Bushwhacked. Have you ever seen Bushwhacked? Mm-mm. He's uh, he's like a criminal in that movie, and he's on the run, and he has to pretend to be like is he a voice. Dead? Devil. No, he's alive. Answer. I think. I think he's alive. He's like
1: not been in anything forever.
0: His, his his time passed. He was uh, in a lot of movies as a comedy actor for the most part. City Slickers, Home Alone. Oh yeah, Bushwack. City
1: Slickers for sure. Yeah,
0: um, a few other stuff, and he, he had in the eighties. I think he had some serious roles and stuff too. But
1: that would be weird seeing him show up and like be super serious. That would be kind of hard to.
0: Yeah, no. I mean, he I think he just got typecast as a comedic actor, and he, he milked that while he could, and then moved on. Um, but he's a lead in Bushwack. again. Uh, it's another comedy. He's a criminal who has to manage a troop of Boy Scouts to try to run from the cops and also some other criminals that want to kill him Um, so one of the killers is a guy named it's nonsense it's just a silly comedy premise but uh, or no one of the FBI guys is is named uh, Agent uh, John Polito who you'll know as the private detective in um, Big Lebowski the one that shows up oh yeah and then, uh, he's in a bunch of Cohen Brother movies. That oh, guy. yeah. He's like a, a big character in a ton of movies. He's yeah. always around. He's really like a lead. Um, he, he's like, uh, he's just below Daniel Stern in this, but he's, um, he was in a movie called, which I've never heard it before, this called, uh, The Last Shot, which is a comedy movie from 2004 starring Alec Baldwin and Matthew Broderick. Um, it's also got, it's got a pretty stacked cast. Tony Collette's in it, uh, Callista <laughs> Flockhart, um, who was I think probably a much bigger name in 2004 post Alan McBeal, but Ray Liotta's in that um, with him and Ray Liotta's not seen field trips. So I always love kind of finding random movies that I never knew existed. I've never heard of this last shot movie, but um, all right, Eric, it's time to play guess that movie. I'm going to give you five clues. Eric. Oh,
1: I like the little intro.
0: Hello, ladies. I'm gonna give Eric five clues. He's gotta guess that movie with five, with five clues. He gets one guess, and if he fails, he's gonna get dumped with a bucket of slime, and we're gonna call him a loser. Um. So, all right, Eric. Clue number one. Always the same one. 1981. this year this movie came out? 1981. Okay. All right. Assume that didn't before I for was it. alive. Just barely. Um. But hey, your older brother was around. He made, you know. You might have seen this movie. Um, so clue number two. Part of this movie is narrated by Orson Welles. Narrated by Orson Welles. Does that help? Are,
1: is this the Transformers movie?
0: No. No, it is not Transformers. No, he does
1: a voice in that, right? Correct. Okay.
0: Correct. And it is not Transformers. I, I'm glad that you knew that. It's one of his last roles. Oh, um, I
1: watched was, the shit out of that movie. Oh, I love
0: that movie as a kid. I've not seen it since... Probably 1987, but yes, or in 88 or something, in the late 80s. So it's been a very long time. I also watched the crap out of that movie, um, but no, it's not that movie. <laughs> not gonna, not gonna redo that one. Um, so okay, Orson Welles narrates. Um, what do I want to do for clue number three? Uh, I think I'm gonna get to that anecdote here. Here it is. All right. So one, this was a scene that was removed from the final cut of the film. It referred to the Three Mile Island Accident. And in it, I had a father and a mother made up to look like half a dog and half a cat as a result of a nuclear meltdown. But the audience was seriously chilled and didn't laugh, so I left it out. That was the director of this movie speaking about a scene that didn't make the final cut of this movie. Does that help you at all?
1: Because it referenced the Three Mile Island Accident? Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Huh.
1: Doesn't help me, no.
0: Okay. Blue number four. We're, I'm going to try to get it a little hotter here. Um, A sequel to this movie came out in 2023 as a television series. It's a sequel, but it's not a, a movie sequel. It's a
1: in this series. In 2023 this year? Cor-
0: correct. Correct.
1: A TV series which is a sequel to the movie.
0: Yeah, and the title of the series is, is an obvious. It's not even ambiguous. I mean, you, if I said the title of the series it would make it very obvious what the first movie is
1: can you give me what like is it on netflix what, what streaming service oh, would that me, be too much of a sh- no uh, that's hands? fine
0: i um i'm gonna look but i'm not sure let's see here um hulu it's uh, on hulu if that helps
1: oh oh uh fatal attraction
0: nope oh Nope, not Fatal Attraction. That's that's like late '80s. Um, all right. So this is, I mean, without actually saying it's probably about. uh, Do you want the name of the director? Would that be?
1: If it's somebody I may know. You all heard of the
0: director? It's Mel Brooks is the director.
1: Oh, History of the World, Part part One. one. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I actually watched. I watched most of that. The show on Hulu.
0: (laughs) Okay. It's i fact, think i've
1: seen the movie it's been a very long time but i
0: have never seen it i mean i've seen a good chunk of mel brooks but this is one of the blind spots i thought about high anxiety but I decided i think this i'd rather watch this one um so i we're going to revisit history of the world part one i'll be curious it's comedy you mentioned missing boner comedies a while ago when we talked about mob i kind of miss the out, and out absurdist comedy. Um, we don't get a ton of those either, just wall-to-wall insanity.
1: It's like a parody of history is what it is. Basically,
0: yeah. yeah. And I decided, yeah, that over... I wouldn't mind a Hitchcock parody, but I was like, yeah, let's not do high. Let's do, let's do History of the World Part 1. So, all right. I hope you don't hate it, Eric. I'm not I'm not doing it to torture you. I don't know what you're Do you like Mel Brooks generally, or does this stuff not work for you?
1: I like Spaceballs a <laughs> lot. Uh, yeah. Uh-oh. I... I uh, Young Frankenstein. I I've seen Uh-oh. it.
0: Uh-oh.
1: Uh I didn't I'm connect sorry. with it, but I think I probably need to rewatch it. And uh, that was like a college movie that you know college friends really liked, and I was like, eh, I don't know if I am connecting with this when I was oh. twenty years old or whatever. Okay.
0: Got it. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm a big g milder fan, and and just the Frankenstein. Is
1: that that's Mel Brooks, right? Young Frankenstein. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Mel that's Brooks. one of his- yeah, Okay.
0: I mean, History of the World Part 1 is probably nobody's favorite Mel Brooks movie. It's probably not even in his you know, top five or whatever, but I haven't seen it. I want to watch it. This is an excuse to watch it. I hope it's not torturous for you, Derek.
1: No, I I quite like History of the World Part 2, the Hulu show. I mean, it's, it's like half-hour just little skits about history that are sometimes funny. Sometimes they aren't that funny. I think that's probably like, what this
0: is going to be like. We're going to yeah. get chunks of history, and some bits will laugh, and some will be like, yeah. Yeah.
1: They aren't all winners, but at least you can giggle
0: a few times. is good enough for me. Okay. All right. Awesome. Well, we're going to talk about History of the World part one next week on the Pot of Dreams, everybody. Is it, it,
1: is it streaming anywhere as of oh, this no, recording? No, for it.
0: Sorry. Okay. Sorry. No, it's just, okay. Just curious. Sometimes for I the start with. For listeners, if
1: they want to follow along, you know.
0: Yeah, no, that's probably good. Sometimes I start with, like, what's available to stream and is there something I want to watch? And sometimes I'm like, ah, I just want to watch this and I'm going to show up. Yeah, it. no,
1: it's fine. I'm just curious.
0: All right. All
1: right. Thanks for listening.
0: Bye, everybody.